In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last night, I, last night I spoke briefly about the icon of the Nativity, and as we especially here in the Royal Hours, the different parts of the icon, or the different characters in this event, this great feast, from the shepherds, the wise men, Joseph, the Theotokos, uh, even from the hymnody that came from Wednesday night, uh, the Gentiles, because the Magi are from them. They are a gift from the Gentiles. That we especially, I'm always drawn to Joseph, especially because he plays, again, uh, a major part in the royal hours. He starts off in the first hour. Let me get over to the first hour. This is where you want to press pause, but let me... Here it is. This is how it starts off in the first hour. Joseph said to the virgin, What has happened to you, O Mary? I am troubled. What can I say to you? Doubt clouds my mind. Depart from me. What has happened to you, O Mary? Instead of honor, you bring me shame. Instead of joy, you fill me with grief. Men who praised me will blame me. I cannot bear condemnation from every side. I received you, a pure virgin, in the sight of the Lord. What is this that I now see? So we have the doubting Joseph, the doubt depicted in the icon of the nativity, on many icons of the nativity, by this little fellow who looks like he's got a hair shirt on or something, who's kind of pointing at Joseph. When we get to the third hour, we have a little bit of a change in Joseph. Now we turn to Joseph, instead of Joseph talking to the virgin and going, what in the world is going on? I have been told that what is going on, but I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Now we turn to Joseph and we say, tell us, O Joseph, why do you bring a maiden great with child to Bethlehem? And he responds, he says, I have searched the prophets, he said. I have been instructed by an angel. I am convinced that Mary will give birth to God in a manner beyond understanding. Wise men from the east will come to worship him, offering precious gifts and adoration. O Lord incarnate for us, glory to thee. Quite a change from the first hour. In the third hour, now we're, Joseph is like he's in a completely different place. Once you go to the sixth hour, ninth hour though, the doubt is still kind of there. There's still a dialogue. And now it's Mary and Joseph. They're talking back and forth. But this movement that still has some retaining of wrestling in it that began, began and as we saw in the first hour, his answer here in the third hour that he's read the prophets. The importance of knowing the scriptures, coming to something like Royal Hours, where we go through quite a lot of scripture. The prophet Isaiah, prophet Baruch, the epistles, going through all of the main uh, nativity accounts in the gospels, but especially the prophets. 
And it's not that, because there can kind of be an obsession uh, that I've encountered in the past about trying with uh, particular prophecies, uh, zeroing in on them, kind of obsessing about them. But you'll, as you realize, as you read through the church fathers and you hear the hymnody of the church, uh, even this quote about God coming from Taman, which is as Habakkuk 3, I think it's verse 3 or verse 3 or verse 4, there's many paths through the Old Testament, uh, especially in the Fathers and in the liturgy of the church, the hymnody of the church, paths that may be unfamiliar if you're, if you're familiar with certain paths. But the prophets foretell of a time when there will be one who will be called a Nazarene. There will be one who will come from Bethlehem who will be the ruler. There will be one that has come and the government will be on his shoulders. There will be one who was born of a virgin. But for Joseph, and I think this is also true for faith, because it's not like a divine puzzle, right? Like you get the prophets out and you go, okay, I get a look at this and then I look over here. There's something of the beauty of scripture and being able to see how it all actually holds together. And as you study to be able to see that unfold. But for Joseph, this wasn't just a you know, Bible assignment where he goes through and he looks at and then says, okay, Isaiah, and then we go over here. Okay, it's fulfilled over here. And then Habakkuk, okay, it goes over here. He lived this. This is also true for us because that knowledge that you get going over here, kind of solving it on paper, maybe even getting your mind around it, it doesn't really get you to the place of the angels or even of the faith of Mary who, and that response later in the hours to Joseph is just, this is what it is. God has come from heaven down to earth. They're the one God in whose essence we can't fully comprehend has now become someone that we're going to be able to touch, to hear, to see, to know as our child, as the one in which we have found everything, the hopes of Israel, the child from God the Father who is going to put all things to right. The knowledge of scripture is always something and coming to understand it is something of faith in action, of being able to know the testimony of scripture, but it's like the prophet Baruch when he talks about Israel has been given wisdom. We have been given wisdom. We've been given the scripture. We know what God wants. He, we know how things are supposed to be, but we really don't understand and we really don't know and can testify and witness to that truth until we actually, out of faith, give. Out of faith, forgive. Out of faith, actually live into what God has for us to do. Otherwise, we're kind of like Joseph, scratching our heads, maybe perplexed, not fully understanding how we can get to that place. And then the church puts before us Mary and Joseph in his better moments when he says, I've read the prophets, I believe what the angel has said, and whether or not this brings shame or whether or not I don't fully comprehend, I'm going to obey and I'm going to in faith embrace 
what I can't fully get with my head. So may God, through Joseph, in his wrestling, but also through the faithfulness of the Theotokos, bring us throughout the season of enlightenment, as we heard, you can hear the echoes of the 15th Antiphon from Holy Week, we glorify thy birth, we glorify thy birth, show us thy, and you want to say, thy holy resurrection, but it's show us thy holy theophany, that we may, knowing the testimony of the prophets, knowing the angelic visitors and their words to those who struggled but knew they needed to be faithful, that we may, in whatever ways that we need to be faithful, walk in that path of faithfulness to confirm what we know the Word of God has pointed to. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.